Welcome back to Verbal Assault Livestream. I'm your host, Marquis Devereaux. We are a political podcast with viewpoints from left, right, and center. We are coming into real time with real people talking about real issues. We are um, joined today by Cherokee Black YouTube personality and writer. We are joined by Mr. Kirk Adair. He is an author himself, as well as a documentarian. We have Mr. Sam Schwartz, a proud Marxist and socialists. Mr. Samuel Kachera is my co-host. And let me not forget, um, oh, seems like I just got everybody. Samuel co-host, uh, Samuel Kachera is my co-host. He is an international entrepreneur and he is also a well-traveled brother. How is everybody feeling today? Fine. Delightful. Delightful, fine, and so let's go into a, a delightful topic. <laughs> yeah. It's really <laughs> some time Some time ago, a Muslim judge was found floating in the river. No one seems to have had any answers to this, and um, it's, it's odd. It's odd because if our justices are at some risk, if congressional measures are at risk, the question is, is the executive branch trying to compromise the congressional and judicial branches? Cherokee, would you mind taking that question? Um, the judge was a, a, a Muslim. She was the first female Muslim uh, judge appointed by Cuomo to the Court of Appeals. And, a judge uh, in New York State. Excuse me? She was a judge in New York State. Yes, right. um, and she lived in Harlem, and um, she was last seen on her stoop, and um, they later found her body in the river. I, I'm not sure. Being female and Muslim, um, you know, I don't know. She was the first female Muslim judge appointed to the Court of Appeals, which is one of the highest courts you can be appointed to. Um, I'm, I, I'm thinking that it might be because she was a female Muslim. I don't know. Okay. Don't and, and just, and just for the audience sake, she was of African descent from what I understand. Yeah. She was African American. Yes. Okay. Um, Mr. Kirk Adair, would you say that the executive branch is attempting to compromise the power of the congressional or the judicial branches? Are you talking about federal or state? I would be talking about federal, um, but we, we, we seem to be having a national situation here where judges are, are being compromised even on the state level as well. On the federal level, would you say that the branches, the executive branch is trying to compromise the power of the others? Well, first, very briefly on the judge who was found floating in the river, what was the case she was working on? I think that would be a little bit more appropriate as to what, what case was she being offered or what case was she on? Because if she was going to make an 
impeccable decision, then um, somebody took her out for a very specific reason. On the federal branch, <clears throat> right now, it is necessary in order to combat the deep state for the president to um, extend his powers, which were granted um, actually during the period of Franklin Roosevelt to combat sedition in the country, all right, in, in many ways. What, what's going on right now is, is vital to the survival of the Republic that certain powers be extended because there's a lot of covert activity that's going on that's being ignored and downplayed by the media. That, that the present president unfortunately has to deal with. And their, their powers that actually were extended to the previous two presidents but went unnoticed because the media, and were used differently because the media chose to ignore them. Um, okay. Um, uh, I don't think he's trying to, to oh, necessarily the, overpower Congress, but the point is Congress has been compromised because you look at the speak, the, you look at you look at Mitch McConnell, he's in the Chinese pocket. You look at at at, at um, the uh, opposition uh, and uh, basically Schumer in so pocket. So in order to clean up the mess, you have to basically influence than is normally expected from the executive branch. The judicial branch was has been compromised for a long time uh, in some ways um, by previous executive orders. So in answer to your question, it would be yes to a certain extent. In answer to your question about the judge that was found floating in the river, it's whatever case she was working on at that point, came to the point that, that special interests decided that she had to be removed from that case. That's where you, you follow it, you follow the money. You follow the scent, so, you follow the smell. Hmm. Cherokee Black, you live blocks away from Harlem, blocks away. I know you wanted to add something a few minutes ago. Oh, I was gonna say that um, uh, she, she was for gender equality and that it might've had something to do. Uh, she, she was appointed in 2013. She was murdered in 2017. It might have had something to do with a case about that community. Okay. Um, involving that community. I mean, that's, that, that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. Sure. There, um, and the, in the uh, director has sent me a note saying that the GBLT community hailed her as a hero for some of the, um, for some of the cases that she went, she was, she gave a positive ruling on right. in that regard of giving, um, you know, for this gender equality as you speak of. So um, I'm going to just move into a different direction here. Um, I'd like to ask uh, Sam Schwartz, why is law enforcement the enemy? Well, it's not the enemy of the people that make the law. You have to understand that, that, that the laws, basically, 
are made for by the people that rule to manage that system of capitalism and that's the ruling class of capitalists so the rule so those laws how they fall on the the rest of us the 90% of us right are not our laws we didn't make them and they usually have to do with oppressing us in one way or the other because they're carried out by the police especially and it's and it's it's not for our benefit well if i if it was for our benefit meaning the ma the majority of democrat who uh, democrat you know we say we're a democratic society well if it's a democratic society we would be 90% of us would actually have rule through our organizations directly and we would make laws like free education uh, free health care from birth to death uh, housing good quality housing maybe 10 percent that uh, and uh, uh sorry and the rent rentals would be 10 percent of our salary something right. like that everybody full employment and the amount of hours we work and how many need that we need would be determined by us and right now we i say that we and our organization feels we can the most you can work is you know 20 hours a week you would be great and but we don't have any say in that uh that's done by the uh by the capitalists you get uh 20 hours of hours of work a week for 40 hour pay 45 hours pay that's what we would say so we can afford we'd also have cola back so you can keep yes. up with the, the cost of living things like that we don't have any uh, saying that okay give me a second representatives that represent us in the congress who make the laws they make the laws for the capitalist class okay Do sam let me cut in for a second cherokee i know you wanted to add something right quick um i don't remember now <laughs> i'm old sorry <laughs> it's okay important for us to limit ourselves to within a minute um just for that reason uh Cherokee, let me ask you this. Should we be concerned about a race war? Oh. Um. Because this judge was African-American and she was Muslim, and we seem to often be demonizing people of color. Should yeah. we be concerned about a race war? Um, there have been talks about it over time, and um, uh, yes, I mean, I, I mean, there have been ruffled, you know, um, things said about a, a race war, that this was the beginning of, you know, if they keep killing black men, there'll be a race war. There's a lot of reasons. I don't, I don't know if, it's a, if, if it should be a race war as much as it will be a class war, you know? Mm. You know, the, the middle class, the 99% against the privileged 1%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... That's, um, and, and, and Sam Schwartz likes to make it a point. Sam, you know, not everyone is viewing, so why don't you go ahead and mention that website, and then I'm gonna uh, jump over to Mr. Samuel Kachera. Why don't you go ahead and mention that website? Oh, it's at social, uh, socialistrevolution.org. If you wanna know more about the ideas that I'm talking about, I'm not talking because I'm making this up out of my head. Um, it, it, for a deeper understanding of what I'm trying, trying, trying to get at, you have to understand Marxism. And this is a way, this is our program is in this, it's in socialistrevolution.org. You can read about our program, our demands on, on what we want for society. 
and uh, it's you learn about Marxism. You learn about well, Paul Marxism. Robeson. Paul Robeson um, was a socialist, and um, they they um, they called him a communist, and and um, went after. But um, at that time, it was uh, the Socialist Party of Communism was viewed as a better party for black people because it seemed more fair. Mm. How it turned out, how it turned out, I don't know. But um, I know that he took a, a, a bunch of black people to Russia at one point and they never came back because they thought it was a better life. I'd like to know what happened to them. Nobody mm. knows. Nobody knows what happened okay. to them. I know that. Yeah. Mr. Kirk Adair, should we be concerned about a race war? Um, yes and no. Um, yes, because there are certain uh, interests that are pushing that, that are exacerbating that, not least the media, not least George Soros, not least um, Antifa. Uh, when you're when we were discussing earlier in the week, Black Lives Matter and Antifa, Black Lives Matter is, is very worthwhile because it is pointing out that there are um, situations that may need to be redressed. Antifa, on the other hand, is uh, a provocateur, an agent provocateur organization that is uh, pushing violence on anything um, with a specific agenda. And that agenda is one of those specific agendas is a race war um, as another part of divide and conquer. Um, Shea You're Jackson saying that this would be coming a, from Antifa? Am I to understand that? Well, you, well, they're pushing behind it. Yeah. I mean, because, for instance, Black Lives Matter have, have subjects that really need to be dealt with. The police don't need to be defunded. They need to be disciplined. They need to be changed. They need to have a different teaching. Um, the police have been militarized since George Hiram Walker Bush Sr. And That's right. that was specifically done. And then following George Hiram Walker Sr., you had uh, Clint, who wrote, who's, who's a best buddy. Biden wrote the three strikes, you're out for the prisons for profit nonsense, which was against the black community. Uh -oh. It was against the black family. Um, it had very, very specific agendas. Byron, uh, Biden defended it in the Senate, loved it, wrote the whole thing, Clinton signed it. So um, it, there's been an agenda going on for some time. Shay Jackson did a phenomenal podcast on this, explaining it step by step. And I recommend it to everybody. I send it to, um, I send it to Cherokee. Uh, if I can send it to you, I will, because he's absolutely defined it from Hiram Walker Bush Sr., because that was the Republican Party stance at that point. And for the most part, it still is, because it's the banker's standpoint. It's, it's the 1%, the, the Koch brothers, uh, and you can lump them all in. The, the Rose Shields, the Rockefellers, Soros, the whole lot. They're all on top, and they want us all fighting among ourselves. And, and the easiest demarcation for everybody to be fighting among themselves is the subject of race in the United States because it hasn't been properly addressed. The education hasn't been properly changed. The right. police departments have been militarized with, the, with a very specific agenda because if the police were doing to white people what they had been doing to black people for the last 20 years, there would be, no, this 
problem would have been solved. So it was very simple. And, and Bush Sr. started it, and it's part of an MK Ultra mind control program that was started by the 1%. And by the way, MK Ultra is uh, a product of Operation Paperclip. It was a Nazi program that was brought over here. And the Rockefellers and Henry Ford were very much in favor of having it established as a very specific method of controlling the population. Does that help? Okay. Uh, you you have you have uh, basically lifted the veil and said Republican. I, I'd like to hear from Samuel Kachera to see his thoughts on the association. He, uh, he, he says Bush Sr., baby. What, what do you think, Samuel? Um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't know how to associate all that right now. Um, Kirk Adair is a man full of information, so I like listening to him. Some agree with, disagree with, but that's the point of this show. I mean, that's what we do. Um, in terms of um, starting race war, I, I kind of feel like we're small. Um, or at least repeat that, Sam. Beginning. I'm sorry, we missed you on that. You said you kind of feel what? I kind of feel like we're in a race war at the moment, or at least in the very beginning of one. Um, I, I think there's a lot of um, push right now on what's happening with uh, with with the the way that black people are treated by the police force. Um, I also agree with Kirk. Defunding is not the is not a proper answer. It's not it's not a good solution. Definitely not. Um, if we de if we if we defund the police, I mean, who do we go for? Who do we go to when when someone's child just got raped? Or now hold on now, because you know, that's tomorrow's subject. Subject. Don't elaborate on it too much. Save it for Friday, brother. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I, I know I know you had some questions so, that you uh, to throw out and ask the panel as well. Well, yeah, yeah, it was a little bit off the subject um, um, of the um, the Muslim judge being murdered. But, yeah, I'm just getting back to, like, the, the riots and stuff. I mean, this, these are the topics of today. So, right, um, I mean, right on. So I think I asked it before, but I'll ask it again. Is it, Do we think that the protests and the rioters, are they the same? What, do, what, what does the panel think about that? The, are the protesters and the rioters, are they the same? Are they one and the same? Or is their cause the same? Can anybody answer? I would say no, no way, Jose. No way are they the same. They're not the same. So, no way. Uh, so, yeah, yesterday's program, I didn't get an answer. Like, what's the solution? How do we stop it? Is it, is it for us to stop it as citizens? If not us, then who? Well, you know, this is where this is where Sam Schwartz's contribution, though he may seem extreme in uh, some of his viewpoints to some, those people that are doing the looting are probably desiring the very things that they don't have access to in their minds. And so when we offer everyone similar opportunities, it gives everyone access, no? When people don't have access, they crave things and they will go to an extreme to get that access. We're seeing that extreme. You, when you we have a, I'm sorry, go ahead. You don't think that this is just their mischievous side 
using it using this this period of time as an excuse to be let, set free hmm um that's a good question i would say that we we take we take black youths you know youths of african descent and what we do is we sort of put them in this box where they're fighting an uphill battle um we're telling them they're not as intelligent we're telling them that they are um that they are criminals we're calling them criminals and we're calling them thugs so if they should act like criminals and thugs why should we because this is how we're labeling them um in a previous program I asked, why do Caucasians seem to know uh, the statistics on black on black crime, supposedly, but they don't know the statistics on white on white crime? The whole panel went silent. No one has a desire to find out that information. No one. Well, that, that's because oh, that's we don't have a desire want, to ask for it. It's, it's deliberate. You know? They don't want us to know. It's it's deliberate. They're demonizing black people. So of course we're gonna know the, that we're gonna know those statistics first. White people and, commit crimes, they commit murders, they commit rapes. And, and Kirk, you, were, were you adding something? I'm sorry, Kirk, were you adding something? Yeah, because um I completely agree with um with Cherokee. Um the liberal agenda has been to uh monitor that to keep that down. I mean, it's, it's, it's a Republican and a Democratic problem. It's the 1% the call themselves, you know, they divide themselves in half. They're Republican, they're Democrat. They're both on the take. Right. They're, they're, both, they're both, you know, they both have their hands in, in the public pocket in so many ways. Some of them more obviously, some of them less obviously. But the point is that, that um, I totally agree with, 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 with what, um, Cherokee was saying, the liberal agenda has been to uh, pacify uh, the situation by not bringing up white-on-white -white crime. And then you have to look at the media, which the media has consistently, in all of their films and everything that they're doing about the drug war, about this, about that, they don't show so much the white mafia anymore. Now they, they show, you know, only Gang. black people is drug dealers, which is which is absolute rubbish and nonsense. But black actors in Hollywood, they can't get cast except as a thug, because that's right. what Hollywood is cranking out that shit. That's you know? right. And it's it's it, it it's across the board. But but again, Hollywood is a liberal form of media. It's certainly not conservative. And I mean, I'm a liberal. I find it offensive because that's the way. The are being written because that's the agenda that's being pushed. But you're, you're it's also like welfare. I'm sorry. It's like welfare. When they when they talk about welfare statistics, they always give you the visual of black and Latinas on it, and 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 not whites. When in New York, Hasidics are a large population, and Russian Jews are a large population of the welfare environment. But you never see them. You don't hear about them. And we wouldn't, and, and we wouldn't, we wouldn't dare talk about them. All, you know, on the, what, on the what? Go ahead, Kirk, again. They also show, you know, they, she's completely right. And, 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 you know, as far as, as uh, unemployment, they never show you the fact that, you know, Kentucky 
in Tennessee, particularly Kentucky with McConnell, you know, half the damn state is on welfare because they've, all the jobs have been shipped overseas, but they never show that. They only right. show like Harlem people standing in line or, you know, inner city, you know, black and brown people standing in line. It's offensive. It it's is. You know, it's offensive and it's propaganda. Let, let, let's, let's jump back over to Samuel. Samuel, um, I know you have a couple more questions. Do you, um, do you agree with Kirk Adair? I do agree. And I also want to thank Kirk for bringing that up because that's a very important piece that you just mentioned. And, and being offended, thank you. I mean, people need to know about that. You know, people we don't see. And many times we didn't even think about those, those things that you just mentioned. So I want to thank you for that, Kirk. That was very important. Um, you know, uh, man, I, there's so much in my mind. <laughs> you, you say something, Marquis, because you're good at thinking. I got some things I want to just. <laughs> I there's so much going on, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, Ooh. um, Sam Schwartz, I, as much as some of the listeners will find what you're saying preposterous. You make a lot of sense, and that is uncomfortable for people because the idea of socialism is so radical and so extreme that it would mean everyone actually being on the same playing field. Would you, um, you know, and when I ask the question about is the executive branch trying to compromise the judicial and the congressional branches, Kirk Adair says the, the judicial branch has been compromised for a while, okay? Um, and so when, you know, uh, Sam, when, when I ask about congressional and you describe yourself as a socialist, would you say that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez falls into the true definition of a socialist? No. Why? Because she belongs to the, she works in the Democratic Party, which is a capitalist party. And it's part of, it's part of the ruling class. They're, they're the representatives, although they pose to be the representatives of working class people, they're the re representatives of the ruling class. They come off light. They promise a lot of things. They've come off calm. What they're doing now is they're uh, trying to change the narrative from a revolutionary narrative to one that's more handle, can be easily handled and distorted, and it, people will become confused by the, by the Democrats. What that's what they're trying to do. They're not, and as far as uh, extreme, well, uh, let's say three months ago, two months ago, no, let's say um, three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, people would have said, uh, do away with the police force, or do a, uh, uh, defund the police, get rid, burn down a police station. That's extreme. That, oh, what are you crazy? No, but guess what? This is not the same. This is not the same group of people that were out 20, 30 years ago protesting for civil rights. I'm sorry, it's more than that. It's my okay, <laughs> it's me. And it's, it sounds like oh, Sam, they, Sam, they don't they want they, they, that, that gener those generation, my generation, failed or they brought not failed. But they, they, they got they brought the, the scenes into the next generation. And now right. this is now taking root. And now there's, it's, it's grown. They not only want to change, get rid of, uh, not only defund, that's 
kind of a confused thing or get rid of police depression. You have to get rid of the cops who, once you know who they are. The police are part of the, uh, the force that the ruling class uses to put us down, all of us, if we get well, out of the way. Yeah. And I, I, we I'm, fall into the trap of saying that these looters, to answer your question, that these looters who are downtrodden, they have a, a miserable, they haven't gotten anything out of society, and they, those people, try, they don't understand. When you loot a store, a mom and pop stores, you're feeding into the hands of the, of the, of the, of the, of the government, which is ru the ruling class. Right, and you're damaged. And trying to separate us all, separate us all, uh, so, uh, uh, separate all these working class people. They don't understand that, but they, but that's what they do inadvertently. They're playing into those hands. Okay. It's, it's right. Sam, Sam, may I, may I ask, Sam, I'm a little confused when you'd say uh, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, that he's a part of, she's with the Democrats, and then you say that that's the ruling class, which I can see, but you also said that it's capitalist. But I thought that the Republicans are capitalist. I think yeah. the Democrats are more for the people. They're, they're, cap, they're capitalists. They're working for the capitalists. I don't care what they call, them, who call themselves, whether Democrats or independent, uh, you know, they, they're working inside the capitalist system. They're working for the ruling class. Those people that meet at Davos, can you, were you invited? Was I invited? Were any working class people invited unless they were there to to be, you know, shut up and stay, you know, mind your business, right? Right, but 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 she even uh, she she even black life, this black life movement is wonderful. It's a step up in the level of political understanding of what needs to be done. One and second, it's not Sam, extreme. Sam, it's second, happening Sam. all over the world. Wake up, okay. Sam. Go ahead, Samuel. A add in. Yeah. So, but uh, but AOC was even against having like Amazon move into New York City because of well, the capitalism. Well, wait, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm gonna add in on that one. Samuel, I, I apologize, but she was 100% correct. The work oh, wow. policies that exist for Amazon are atrocious. That's right. They're, they're not fulfillment centers, they are warehouses people are getting it's sustaining injuries on these jobs and Amazon is throwing them away like discarded cattle okay we've got we've got the, the the pork belly and we've got the um you know the roast and we've got the rump so let's just throw everything else out people will be injured and everything but um Amazon Amazon is not the example of the type of business that we need in a blue state like New York it's not but I believe that that wasn't, I wasn't here for, I wasn't in New York, I wasn't in the States at the time. But my understanding was what Amazon was bringing to, I think it was Queens, New York. Yeah. What Amazon, yeah. What she was bringing, what, what Amazon was bringing was uh, more on the, not the fulfillment side or the warehouse side, but the technical side. It was supposed no. to be a lot of high end jobs. No, no. That's not true. Wanted Paying him bupkis. Okay. Absolute, what Amazon Kirk. wanted was absolute rubbish, and they got it anyway. They wanted five or six million, uh, or more than that, I mean, $10 million to come to the state. They wanted to gentrify a neighborhood and ruin the people that were living there. They wanted them all out. Right. Um, 
the, the people that work for Amazon in the first place have to go on food stamps because they're not paid enough. They're not given any sick days or that sort of thing. All right. He, and he wanted all of this money and he didn't want to pay one dime in taxes. Yeah. Nothing for the infrastructure. He just wants to, ta and he does that wherever he goes. That's why he moved out of Seattle. They asked him for this taxes this, and he said no. This, right. This is the violence of capitalism. And nobody talks about that. I haven't heard. This is the, this is the capitalists doing that. They destroy small businesses. Yeah, they but this, this idea, this idea of capitalism is about this idea and, of capitalism and, 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 is Hold on, hold on, guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. For the Russian Revolution. I mean, it's, it's appalling. And uh, uh, Ocasio-Cortez was correct. And despite that, Amazon is still coming to the state. They still got, they still got their warehouses. They just moved into the rail yards uh, that, that Bloomberg redid. So all their offices are right there in the rail yards right now. Moved, they've moved in since January. It's a load of crap. The, and, and Cuomo is up to his eyeballs in it because what you're saying about the Democrats is they're just corporate capitalists. They say they're doing something for the people. It's a load of bullshit. Okay. They're just corporate capitalists so, and bought off and paid off. So, right. Kirk Adair, you sound like you're agreeing with Sam Schwartz. I see the Cherokee agrees with some of what's said. And just so the audience knows, I am down the street from the area that Kirk Adair is referring to. It's called Hudson Yards. Right. It's anchored by a shopping center whose um, uh, anchor department store is Neiman Marcus. It, it is considered a super affluent area. It is to house, in addition to Amazon, uh, additional Google offices. It's to house Apple offices. There was nothing there before. Repeat that, Cherokee, please. There was nothing there before other than the Javits Center. Yes. So the Javits no is No fair housing or anything. And the reason why it is referred to as Hudson Yards is because it's a train yard that, um, was, uh, that received a concrete platform. And so everything is being built on top of the concrete platform. Um, wow. So there, there, there is capitalism at its best there at the Hudson Yards. And I say that sort of tongue in cheek. Um, Samuel, does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys are supporting what you're saying, so it sounds good, it sounds right. Not good, but right. I, <laughs> I, 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 I will say though, uh, to the panel and to the audience, I, I, as the host of the show, have made a very conscious choice not to give money to Amazon. Um, in my mind, Amazon, uh, very similar to Walmart, wipes out small businesses. Right. And, um, you know, New York is a city that we are about entrepreneurship. Yes. Micro businesses have to grow to small businesses. Small businesses want to grow to mid-sized businesses. And in some cases, corporations serve a role. But when you have a, a society that's very corporate heavy, you get a person that is worth $24 billion. How does one spend $24 billion in their lifetime? And I, I wanna add that um, Bezos did not create a philanthropical arm until he started getting bad press. So let's be very, very clear about that. So Samuel, would you say, are you still a supporter of Amazon? I don't know. I don't. I, I, never, said, I never said I support them. I you never, never said did. I support Amazon. Okay. I've never bought anything from them. 
By the way, yes, the problem. The other problem with Amazon is because now they're a monopoly, they have decided to stop printing certain books, like Nine, which was uh, by Rachel Carson and her other books, and, uh, you know, the food and um, the poison sprays and all that. They've simply removed them. Uh, they won't publish those books. They won't, uh, and so not only is it a monopoly, but it's also now abridging the freedom of the press. They, they, they say that they're a, 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 a capitalist um, corporation, but now they've become an editorial corporation. I mean, for instance, Doubleday would publish books on both sides of the, uh, the right. political divide. They would publish, but Amazon has decided that there's a very specific agenda and they've just simply started eliminating books. That's, which, I mean, that is the essence of 1984. That's dangerous. That's Very dangerous. dangerous. That so, still be but, burning books. Jesus Christ. And let's be clear about the fact that Jeff Bezos is the same owner of the Washington Post. Absolutely. Which, which is the newspaper that uncovered the Watergate scandal uh, uh, with Republican President Richard Nixon. So... Samuel, when you, when, you, when, you, when you hear that, do you find, um, I, I'm just curious what goes through your mind as, as a person who, who is in, leans right, what goes through your mind when you hear the Washington Post? Um, I'm, I'm me myself, right? I, I don't like a lot of news because believe that there's a lot of bias so I pick and choose what I hear and I pay attention to really what I'm interested in um, I've I've heard the Washington Post is is, is quite biased and uh, against this president and things like that if you're gonna report the news it has to be honest and accurate so therefore well Trump is a newsmaker brother yeah yeah but if you're gonna report the news you need to report it honest and accurately you can't just report what you want to report and, and put your slight and your bias on it. Yeah, then it's not news, then it's opinion, right? So I don't, I don't want to hear a news outlet if they're not reporting the news, then I'm not interested. So in terms of Amazon and, and Washington Post and Bezos and Washington Post, I'm not really interested because there's a lot of slight, there's a lot of uh, bias. Well, well, we're now in a society where judges are floating in the river. We're in a society where we're demonizing the press. We're in a society where we're saying, uh, we're taking out full page ads in a newspaper like the New York Times, you know, that liberal bastion, the New York Times, and we're saying, give them the death penalty without giving uh, people a fair trial. And interestingly enough, they were found not guilty. Um, Trump is certainly a newsmaker, and I don't think that anyone needs to create much of a story because he sort of creates his own stories. But Sam, do you follow Trump on Twitter? Samuel, I'm sorry, do you follow Trump on Twitter? No, I don't. No, does, I don't. Does, why, why is that? I don't have Twitter. <laughs> um, That's a good 
I'm okay, not you know, I, I think the, the news used to be objective. There's too much gossip. Up, was objective. Yeah, now I, I don't want to hear gossip everywhere. That's right. It's 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 not objective. You know who cares? the things that they talk about? Who cares about how that person's living? That's that's gossip. And and so, so let's that's let's let's news. allow me to be self-centered here because we're down to six minutes. Sam Schwartz, would you call this show uh, uh, objective? Objective? Oh, yes. What do you mean by objective? How, how do you mean that? I'm just oh, asking you a question. Would you call this talk show panel that you're sitting on, would you call this show objective? It, 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 well, it allows us uh, to, to bring in various uh, subjective point of view. So I guess in that sense, it's objective. But it's also... It's yeah, awesome. Uh, but also, it's the, the questions are narrow, narrowed down to we can't ex expand it, uh, expand on the meanings of things that you, you believe in. So maybe so okay. it's both. It's subjective and, uh, and objective at the same. Okay, time. Cherokee Black, would you call would you call verbal assault live stream an objective show? I, I I would because we all come from a different place with regards to what we're talking about. So it, it, I mean, because there, there are things that I hear that I didn't necessarily agree with before, but now I'm looking at it saying, oh yeah, you know what? That's a point. You know, and it may, it, it, it's, it's, I'm thinking differently now. I'm learning, you know, we're learning from each other. Kirk Adair, when you, um, when you came onto the program originally, many of your thoughts were uh, very left-leaning and you were anti-Trump. You're now, um, you now say that you want to vote for Trump. Um, do you, do, do you, uh, do you feel that this platform has allowed your thinking to modify because of some of the opinions that you've heard and things you've discovered? Um, partially, yeah, but a lot of them, I would say yes to the most part, but a lot of the, uh, my change of opinion okay, has been due to the fact that I've been observing the mainstream media which has an agenda. Uh, I then discovered uh, a lot of the stuff that was going on, partially through this, but, but mainly through other uh, news sources uh, with regard to, I, I'm not a fan of his in many ways, and it's very difficult to like the man because he has a very difficult, no, serious, very difficult. Careful, careful, I'm drinking water, I almost choked. <laughs> because he has some unfortunate opinions, but what he is actually doing behind the scenes, freeing um, children, um, dealing with the deep state, fight really uh, pro pro uh, um, prosecuting and pedophiles, which is is a deep deep problem that the, this country refuses to look at. We haven't even discussed it on this. We need, we need to talk about that, about he, the moving. He's moving forward on that with the objection of both parties, with the objection of the media which are involved, with the objection of incredibly powerful people that are involved. And with that, uh, you know, I, I, I do give him props on that. I think that, I think that it's, as I said to a, a I have two minutes. Family, family friend, as I said to a member of the family, it's like a bull in a china shop. 
you know, if, if he would come out with, with more revelations of what they're actually doing instead of what it appears they're doing, I think that a lot more of the public would be aware of what's going on. I mean, he's, he's very much aware of the brutality of the police force. You know, his, his objection is more like General Patton. It's like, well, if there's a riot, then you send in the army. Yeah, right. But the point is that you have to address the underlying economic problem, which is horrendous. Okay, and, okay. And he's been lumped with it, and he's been lumped with it by Republicans and Democrats for the last, since Hiram Walker Bush Sr., which is what I was discussing I about. you're very confused. And, and I'm sorry, guys, because we, we have you're to wrap confused. up soon. We have to wrap up soon. Did you want to add something very quick, Sam Schwartz? It's got to be it's got to be less than 10 seconds. Yeah, I think he's very confused. How can you, very confused. He, Trump represents the ruling, ruling class. He is a billionaire. He is in that class. He's doing things that he's required to do in that class. The only problem is that he's got some limitations. And the, what he's doing is exposing the ruling class to everybody, to everybody okay. else. He's exposing them. People see thank that. You. What about children? What about all these children me. that came north? Cutting in. Cutting in. Sorry. Sorry. Because um, I'm getting a signal to wrap up, Sam Schwartz. I apologize for that. Um, Cherokee Black, you mentioned that you were interested in having a subject talked about that you don't feel is being discussed openly. What was that? Pedophile pedophilia, there are rings of, of wealthy people that are, are, are abducting children and, use, and, and using them sexually. Okay. For child um, and other things. I'm gonna make it a point, um, Samuel and I will make it a point to make sure that that is a discussion for next week. Um, tomorrow's subject is defund the police. Now that's a thought. Um, I'm Marky Devereaux, Verbal Assault live stream. You're listening to us, to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, as well as one of other 11 other platforms. We can be viewed on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Please join us on tomorrow's program. We go a little bit lighter, normally on Fridays, but to fund the police. I don't know how light that one's going to be. I thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye.